Joining me now for this bonus episode of Locked On Gators, like he does every Saturday, is Tyler Fornis on Twitter at the Real Forno, and we're we're trying to make some money here. Um, Florida, they they tend to not like to do that for other people, but we, we're trying to do it here. And Florida LSU is tomorrow night, well tonight now because we're obviously recording this Friday. Uh, so Florida LSU is tonight, seven p.m. Eastern time. Florida currently favored by two and a half points. How do we feel about that, Tyler? I love it. I wrote it up uh, for fantasy points, which uh, if you have not subscribed to see all of my betting action, you can use the code Fornis 22. You'll save some money, but I'll give you kind of this freebie here. Um, I love the Gators in this game. I don't trust LSU. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that you have uh, Jaden Daniels. Daniels can't throw the football. And if you look at the box score for last week, he threw for 300 yards. That that's a mirage because he is not able to push the ball down the field. If there's any kind of pressure, he looks to bail and scramble. If you put a guy like Amari Bernie as a spy, the LSU Tigers are going to have issues. And then you flip it on the other side for the Gators. Anthony Richardson has started to come into his own. We saw some warts against Missouri, but he's still learning. And obviously we know he struggled at home early on and he started to thrive on the road. This being a home game, I think he's going to be a little bit more comfortable and you're going up against an LSU team that is just wishy-washy despite their 4-2 and two record. I think the Gators cover easily. Um, I I said by at least a touchdown. And like I, I can't trust this LSU team. And even though the Gators allow teams to really sustain drives, they're like fourth in the nation in amount of drives allowed per game. So if they're able to stop them, even if they gain like 50 or so yards, that's still a major benefit. And plus, when you pair in Florida's rushing attack, I really like the Gators here. And this one might be a little bit of a dumb question, but I'm asking it because it literally just popped into my head. So we all know Anthony Richardson has struggled at home, and he's been pretty open about, you know, it's difficult with 90,000 Gators fans there cheering and having these high expectations. LSU is going to be a well-traveled team. Utah was a well-traveled team, and, I mean, AR stepped he rose to the occasion against utah with a lot of utah fans in attendance if lsu has a lot of fans in attendance is that like a weird advantage but disadvantage for anthony richardson to maybe not have ninety thousand gator fans there i think it is an advantage just based off kind of what you said that there are such high expectations for this florida program especially coming off the dan mullen era now the the mullen era ended kind of poorly and I don't think that that can really be argued against, but he did in their first three seasons lead them to uh new year, six bowls. Like that is something there is an expectation. Urban Meyer, two national championships, Steve Spurrier contended for national championships felt like every single year. And I'm still not over 2001. If you're wondering, uh, there are so many little things here and there that, have Florida fans expectations. We believe that this can be in Alabama. And we talked about a pre-show Napier's trying to structure this like Alabama is structured with the resources, with the coaching, with the recruiting and putting all of your assets into these different elements to really build up a program. Nick Saban didn't have a dynasty right away at Alabama. It took him a couple years. Then he won his first national championship in 09. Then he won again in 2012. And now he's got six. Just at Alabama, it takes time to really put that foundation in. He's starting with a really good base considering what Florida has um, in resources, facilities, 
And now he's really putting his stamp on recruiting, which people need to take a deep breath. Number eight recruiting class in the nation. Just got a couple more defensive backs. Corey Raymond is going to turn this back into DBU, and he's already showing it. Now they just need to put Corey Collier on the field, and we're going to see a lot more from this Gators team. I love the direction, and because those expectations puts a lot of weight on Richardson's shoulders considering the weapons on the outside just aren't there, especially at the tight end position. You have Keon Zipper. That's it. The, the position kind of got gutted, especially with Kamora Gamble going to UCF. This Gators team is really falling on his shoulders. And when there's less fans in the stands that are cheering for him, I can see that potentially being like a balancing act. Maybe not necessarily an advantage like you said, Brandon, but it helps balance out the negativity of that pressure and gives him a little bit more comfort. Yeah, I'm, I again totally agree with you there. And then looking at this money line, I know it's something that we often see, you know, Florida mm-hmm. minus 400, minus 300. This one's a bit closer. Florida minus 130, LSU plus 110. How do you feel about it? Unless you think the Gators are winning by one or two points, like, I think you got to take the spread. Um, there's minus 130. You're going to get better odds with the spread. And nine times out of 10, hell, 99 times out of 100, they're going to be able to cover that. Now, I will say I did bet Kansas State minus one and a half last week. They won by one point. That is about as brutal of a beat on a, on a team winning as you're ever going to see. I don't see the Gators winning by that low of a margin. And considering the difference in the numbers, because I believe what they're minus 110 with the spread, like that's that gap is too much for me to want to go to the money line. I'm taking the spread. Yeah. I mean, I said it on my show yesterday as well, where I was just like, if it's one and a half, two and a half, I'm going to take just the spread at that point. If it's three and a half, then maybe I'll go money line. And it's like, well, a field goal win at that point. But mm-hmm. what are the odds that you win by one or two? You know, might as well just take the better odds with the spread. And listen, Kansas State, I'm telling you, it hurt my heart. It it, it was a crushing one for me. But Honestly, that's, that's gambling. You have bad beats. Yes. <laughs> that's your fault for betting on Adrian Martinez. <laughs> hey, he's been a good bet so far this year. Like, uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I'm just going to go with that one. I'm just going to say it's Adrian Martinez. Never put money on him. But um, the over-under for this game, 50 and a half points. How, how do you feel about the Florida Gators and LSU Tigers combining for that? 50 and a half. That's a 27-24 game goes over. Do you think that uh, – Jaden Daniels and Anthony Richardson are going to put up 27 and 24. That's the big question. Richardson has been incredibly up and down. They did have a pick six that helped um, boost that score last week. This might be a game to go the under, especially because LSU does have a pretty good defense. But honestly, I wouldn't touch the over under this week. Um, it's, it's a very good line. Yeah, I, I think it's great, especially when you consider – both defenses have kind of given up big plays here and there. And so you're just, you're one of those away from getting significantly closer to that total point. This episode is brought to you by underdog fantasy, the easiest place to spice up college football season. It's easy to play and win cold, hard cash in a single game. And I tell you this all the time, and I'm going to keep telling you this 
I think maybe the easiest pick from my bunch that I pick every week, John Reese Plumley over rushing yards. Simple as that. I don't care who they're playing. I don't care what the number's set at. I'm taking the over because he he just does that. He's a big play threat. Even in 2019 when LSU was just demolishing everyone, John Rice Plumley demolished them on the ground. They lost the game, but he cooked on the ground for Ole Miss. So now that he's with UCF, I don't feel as bad doing it. Um, I, you know, UCF, they're still little brother. Even I get it, the last game, whatever. Don't care. Uh, sign up with the promo code locked on and underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100, get another $100 free. And then we're about to look at Anthony Richardson props for this week. We got five of them. First off is passing yards over under set at 150 and a half. Last week it was at 215 and a half. So significant drop after a 66 yard performance. And, you know, it wasn't just the performance. It was also that Missouri's defense was, you know, booty. They allowed over 300 passing yards to Stetson Bennett, the fourth, who's going to be doing your taxes in a couple of years. So when you kind of pair all that together, I, I'd lean slightly over. Um, but one, I think 150 and a half is a pretty good line. There's a reason why Vegas is still in business. They're good at this. They're very good at this. And with Richardson, I can see them doing some play action. I can see them really taking advantage of some deep shots. And if he hits on, let's say, two deep balls, that's half, over half the prop right there. So I'd say with Richardson, keep an eye on where it's at. We obviously overvalued the Tennessee and Eastern Washington games going in, back to the swamp with Missouri. I think considering how well-traveled LSU is and what we're going to be looking at as far as an atmosphere in the swamp, it's going to be probably a little bit more mellow, even though it's a night game. It's a big rivalry. I think you want to lean slightly over because I think he'll probably end up with like 175. And his rushing yard total is set at 52 and a half, which by the way, I believe it was last week where we said his rushing total was set at 44 and a half Mm -hmm. and he had 45 and then he took knees to end the game and, and fell to, uh, and, and fell. <laughs> so. what a, and that was a bad beat. And what did we talk about last week with Anthony Richardson? It's about the long runs. He re, He's reminiscent of a guy like Adrian Peterson, Brees Hall. You're going to have these low run totals, and all of a sudden he's going to get you. And what did he do? He got the, the Tigers defense for like a 35-yarder, and that really spiked his prop. And I think with how much better this LSU pass rush is than what Missouri's is, I think you might even want to go over on this because I think he's going to be more apt to run with the football on passing downs because he's going to be facing that much more pressure. And I have to ask about this, actually, because this is the part that sucks about college football. Sacks count as negative rushing yards. So when you're facing a good pass rush like this, do you kind of also want to be like, well, maybe... It goes under again. We know someone like Anthony Richardson can can escape and cause these big plays, but when you see a pass rush like this, are you also kind of a little hesitant to say maybe it's under if he takes you know three or four sacks? Richardson's not going to be a guy that it like even if he takes sacks, he's not going to be taking ten yard sacks. He's going to be taking like three or four yard sacks because he's going to be trying to move up in the pocket. He's going to be trying to throw the football down the field. And because of those elements, I'm not as concerned about it. He's not going to be taking like these massive seven step drops. If we were talking about Will Levis, Jackson Dart, I would be way more concerned about those numbers. 
I'm not as much with Richardson because of how he likes to finesse the pocket. Yeah, and that great answer. I was genuinely just curious about that. <laughs> His passing touchdown. It's a very good question because rushing yards with QBs can be a very dangerous play. But something to also factor in. They do factor in sacks when they're talking about these passing or rushing yard props. Like they're Vegas factors everything, and there's nothing, no stone unturned when it comes to how these they set their lines. And the passing touchdowns for Anthony Richardson is set at a flat one. That's a good one. Um, I still think you have to go over because if he gets one, you push. And if he gets two, boom. If it was one and a half, I'd be a lot more hesitant. But I do like um, the over because a push is you just return your money. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I totally get that one. Uh, rushing touchdowns is set at 0.5. Got to bet over because they're going to utilize him in the red zone, and especially as they get closer. I mean, you have Montreal Johnson and Trevor Etienne, and they're doing a really good job. I mean, Etienne's rushing. Like, he's getting a lot of the carries outside the five. Inside the five, I've noticed it's mainly Montreal Johnson and Anthony Richardson getting those, getting those touches. It's All you need is one, and the Gators just need to get there to get that one. Over is a solid play. Um, I would not parlay the two, the the rushing touchdowns and passing touchdowns. That, to me, screams disaster because you need three total, and this offense has really not shown an aptitude to score a lot of touchdowns outside of that Eastern Washington game. Yeah, and also something that could be playing into your bets if you want to bet on this for rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. Jack mm-hmm. Miller III is back as the backup quarterback for the Florida Gators. Anthony Richardson had said, you know, with quarterback depth being an issue, he hasn't run that much. So with Jack Miller back, we could be looking at more Anthony Richardson rushing attempts. And that could play into it as well. The last prop we have, interceptions set at a flat one. Don't touch it. Like, I I don't think he's throwing two. Like, honestly, I think think he's going to throw one. Just... I don't I don't feel confident on either side in order to bet. Uh, obviously, if you take a guess when we talked about earlier, it'll be a push. But I don't trust it. I I don't. Yeah, that's that's so I mean LSU's defense has not been spectacular this year in terms of just just creating these turnovers in the secondary at least. So I I wouldn't be super concerned with it. But this was Tyler Fornes, catch him on Twitter at the real Forno and catch him here every Saturday morning for Locked On Gators to help us make money because I'm not going to pretend I don't bet on these.